Hello and welcome back to episode number eight of the Property Empress podcast. My name is Richard and as always I'm joined by Anna Pierce. Good hello. evening. Anna. Hello Richard. Hello everyone. I have to keep checking this because we keep changing our recording time so I'll never yeah. know if it's good morning, good evening, yeah. but it's definitely evening. Yes. This week we're going to be talking about auctions mm. which is uh, a new subject completely for the podcast because we haven't we haven't even touched on it at all have we so far no i don't think we have no we're going to tell you everything we know basically okay well, i say we anna's going to tell you everything <laughs> she knows and i'm going to ask the questions that you're probably going to want to know so it's going to work out perfectly <laughs> that's the plan we're going to focus i think more on the process of auctions because that seems to be what scares people the most but i think people love the idea but the 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 process Particularly the time restriction seems to really put people off. So we're going to focus on that. Yeah, that is definitely a thing that's come up for me. Because mm. I think we all understand how the, the premise of an auction works. Don't we all understand that? You know, Thanks you, to you, Homes you... Under the Hammer. <laughs> Absolutely. What, what a show. I think we've pretty much referenced that in most episodes. <laughs> yeah, I well, I have right. anyway. <laughs> yeah. I've just also, I just blew your mind because I'm actually, well, I, I think a friend is a bit of a stretch, but I'm acquaintances with Martin Roberts, who's the presenter of Rich Dad Poor Dad. My husband actually has his phone number in his phone because we used to work together when we used to do the property training. So, wow, yeah. Look at that. that is a call to fame. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> Got some fun stories about Martin Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot share. <laughs> we cannot share for legal reasons. <laughs> well, that's really cool. But like I said, auctions is... You're right. It is one of those mysterious things that you think it sounds easy. Like Homes Under the Hammer made it look super mm, simple. You definitely. go into a room, you put your little paddle with a number up, whatever you do, and and that's it. You, you bid more than you you've got. That seems to be pretty standard. <laughs> yeah. uh, they tell you, they tell you to check the legal pack, wh whatever that really means. We don't know. Uh, and then they just uh, they've got a house. Great. Mm. But I'm pretty sure when you start finding out that you have like a like a certain amount of time that you have to actually give them the money. I think that starts where people go, oh, hang on a minute. And then, oh, hang on, where do I find out about these auctions? And what happens? And it's like, uh-oh. And then I think people get a bit, like you said, a bit scared of them. Mm, definitely. So where would you like to start on auctions? Well, um, I guess actually where I'd like to start is... Um, what was interesting about when, particularly in the run-up to recording this with you, Richard, I was getting more nervous than I normally do because <laughs> it's just not an area. I mean, I'm familiar with it, um, and we have gone to many auctions. We've got, we've actually gone to bid at auction before, but it's just I'm not as comfortable with it as, for example, rent to rent last week. So I found I got a little bit nervous. I guess I just want to very briefly touch on my. I've probably just done it to be honest. My my experience, my history with auctions. So. The first auction really that we were really interested in was actually to buy our own property. When we when we got pregnant with Louisa, we needed to move somewhere and we found this really beautiful bungalow in Northampton that we wanted to buy. And we went along to auction, so excited, having done all the pre-stuff that I'll, I'll talk about in a little while. And we went to bid and the first bid was our maximum bid <laughs> by someone else. So it's the biggest anti-climax no. going. But what was really interesting is it went for so much higher than market value. And I we were under the impression you get a deal if you go to auction. And we were like, why has it gone for it? Because I remember that another property down the road had sold in similar condition for 115. And this was in 2000, well, this would be in 2012, so flat market. And this went for like 135. I was like, why has it gone for so much more? And what we came to realize in Northampton, which is where we invest, 
is that so many investors love, there was one auction house at the time, I don't know if that's the case now, but all the investors used to go and bid and they all used to go for over market value. So we used to go and watch a lot of auctions, but they'd always go for over market value. So we were, we're, we're not in the business of paying more, more than market value yeah. for properties. We want a bargain. So that's why we never actually bought in our area. It didn't actually work very well. So that's the reason we've never particularly done it. Okay. However, <laughs> oh. lockdown, it's a completely different ball game. We've got the modern method of auctions and we've got the, tra the traditional auctions um, and it's just exploded basically in lockdown. They've always been very popular, but especially during lockdown, they've really exploded. For me personally, I work with, I, I work, I have various clients. I work with, you know, I run courses and whatnot, but one of the, pro one of the things that I do is I do my premium program where I work with people once one and help them to build a portfolio. I've got a client at the moment, uh, My Bricks Finance, who I'm really excited about working with, but basically they're buying properties and they want to buy properties quickly. So one of the things that I've helped them with is in order to buy properties quickly, I've, in, I've suggested auctions, which they're really, really, really keen on. So I'm now basically buying houses for them. So I'm doing all kinds of <laughs> research and going and looking at houses here, there and everywhere. If you follow me on social media, you'll see that I've been up in Wales uh, the last couple of weeks. Well, not the last week because I've been on holiday, but uh, the week before I was in Wales looking at property and going to auction, it was all very exciting. <laughs> so that was actually why I wanted to share about auctions because it's really exploded. It's something that I've always been aware of and I've known the process, but it just didn't work in my area. But this is very exciting because I'm going off looking at all kinds of houses. Um, yeah. So I want to share about auction because what I'm finding is people are like the idea, don't really know how it works, you know, if you can get deals, how to do it. So I want to share what I've learned over the years, but more specifically <laughs> what I've learned in the last three weeks, <laughs> because it's a whole different ball game now. Yeah, that's, well, it's going to be interesting to talk about the, the modern method versus mm. the traditional method. Uh, because again, I don't think I was really aware of that. I thought no. people were still going to sit in, in dusty rooms with paddles. So <laughs> yeah. maybe I'm about 12 years behind the, uh, the I'll system. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I've never seen, I know what you mean, those paddles they hold up. I've never, I've been to a few auctions. I don't know. I think they're probably more London auctions. I think because the auctions, it's certainly in Northampton, were quite small. So people didn't have yeah. paddles. But uh, yeah, that, that would <laughs> or be amazing. Or newspaper or we've got the stealthy bidders, haven't you? Yeah. Just like little yeah, nod yeah. <laughs> little nods. Got all that going on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, yeah, actually, I was watching your TikToks and um, seeing you peering through windows in dusty, rundown houses. <laughs> that was good to yeah. watch. So, uh, <laughs> I assume most listeners are following you on TikTok, but um, yeah, just in case they're not, you should definitely follow Anna on TikTok oh, and Instagram because I think you post the most. A lot of them on Instagram as well, don't you? I or do quite a lot. Of? I do, um, I do, yeah. The ma I mean, I, the main platforms I'm on is TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Traditionally, I was always Facebook. I've got a Facebook group as well. Um, but Instagram and well, TikTok took off, obviously, and then Instagram kind of followed suit. Facebook, I've had a few people come across to Facebook. Uh, also, YouTube as well. I post my property Q and A. Mm -hmm. This is a nice little plug for, <laughs> for my social Why media. Not? But um, yeah, so I'm kind of, I do quite a few of the different platforms. I even LinkedIn as well. So that's how Sam from um, My Bricks Finance found me through. I mean, he found me on TikTok, but he contacts me through LinkedIn. Oh, I'm just yeah. everywhere. You just can't you get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, But I do like sharing. I like that because I like the journey and I like sharing, you know, I, I like people. I like to share the journey of being a property investor because it's a really fun 
job to do it's a really it's a really cool thing and the flexibility when you can have the flexibility once you've got you know got that financial freedom the flexibility is good fun well i think oh, it's, it's important nice. i think it's yeah. important that you've got you are covering all the sort of social platforms because mm. investors come in all ages now I mean, yeah. you can start investing from you know from 18 till when people start retiring they think oh i might do yeah. some investing so you, you kind of need to cover the platforms that where everybody actually yeah. uses so do you know younger than 18 i've got there's a 16 year old a 17 year old i'm sure there's been younger and certainly the, the I, I used to do a course of teenagers and i have had like 12 year olds who want to do property Amazing. i i also i can hear that i know he's not a teenager at 12 but he's very <laughs> entrepreneurial it's not strict like i would i would let like a 12 year old or a 20 year old and he, he was the youngest i had on my course but he was very entrepreneurial at, at 12. Scarily go. About forty-year-old. Can I squeeze in a forty-year-old? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. All the parents ended up saying that the kids were learn like we're coming and talking to the parents about everything they're learning, and it was the parents that then said to me, "Can I run it for adults?" Because they realised how little they knew about money. So go. that's and then actually the adult co course took off, and it, you know eclipsed you know the number of participants that you know compared to the teenager course. But then I did TikTok and all my time's now on TikTok, so I don't run it anymore. I do get asked occasionally, but I, yeah. It's, it's too just, busy. I know, I know. Too busy. So that's why this podcast is perfect for everybody yes. to learn everything they want to learn. So we're gonna, exactly. that's why we're, we're covering absolutely everything here. We're not cutting stuff out. Mm. Um, there's no there's no paywall to here to sort of get stuck behind anything. It's just all the information you need. Yes, Excellent. that's the plan. So right, auctions. Auctions. <laughs> yeah. auctions. That's what this episode is about. <laughs> Where do we yeah. start? So, okay, so let's talk about why are auctions, apart from the fact that the idea of you can pick up a bargain, that's the, mm. I think that's the idea, isn't it? You can pick up a bargain. Oh, is that, it though? Well, well, after you said they're all overpriced, <laughs> no, clearly. But, you <laughs> can, you can potentially, you're absolutely right, you can potentially pick up a bargain. Uh, the but a bit like with my bricks finance, the main incentive is the speed of sale or speed okay. of purchase. Would you say that is key over price? There's, there's two things. One, you could buy quickly. So at the moment, it takes on average from an offer being accepted to getting the keys six months. If you go to a traditional auction and you you know go and bid today, exchange today, you have usually 28 days to complete. So you can get the get a property quickly. So you get a property in 28 days usually. Um, okay. So that's the biggest thing. The other thing is yes, you can absolutely get a bargain. Um, I don't know how much of bargain you can get nowadays but there's there's certainly scope that you could get bargain um but the other thing is the fact that a lot of properties that go through auction because um you can't you you can but it's not really good to use a mortgage if you're buying through auction because you've got 28 days and you're going to struggle to get an, a lender to get the paperwork through basically so usually you have to be a cash buyer or using bridging because it's much quicker so usually it will be uh, an unmortgageable, well, not usually, but often if it's an unmortgageable property, it'll go through auction because then you're more likely to get a cash buy, basically. Of course, yeah. Um, so there's a cut, there's, so yes, yes, you can potentially get a bargain, but I think actually most people's incentive is to be able to buy the unmortgageable, therefore cheap properties, um, and also getting the properties quickly. Okay. Uh, like, because I saw on, when I've done a little bit of looking on auctions, uh, mm -hmm. they quite often say that, Proof of funds has to be in place. Yeah. So, but going back to how do you, 
I suppose that goes under. I'm just thinking aloud here. It goes on your budget that you have to set. The, yeah. the budget you have to set is what you've got in your bank account, isn't it? I suppose that is how you go by it. Yeah, you can't go much. and source the funding after, can you? Because you need to have it placed. Well, you you need when so so if we maybe if we go through the process yeah. of and then it'll, because when you actually if you go again through traditional auction, if you win the auction, you have to leave usually ten percent of the the one like the price that you've got it for. Um, and then also pay a, an admin fee to the auction house. Um, so you have to pay that money there and then. I, I don't actually know. I'm, I don't know if you need, I, I didn't, I haven't come across the fact that you need to show proof of funds for the whole purchase. Oh, um, okay. Obviously, you need the money. <laughs> like you yeah, can't, yeah, you can't fake you know, that. You, you actually need it. I don't know. Maybe they do ask for proof of funds. Maybe. But I, as far as I know, you just need to leave the 10% and then go off. Because if you've got bridging, I mean, again, you get bridging set up beforehand. But... But um, should we go through the process? Shall I, let's do it I... from let's do it from day one. So I okay. come to you, I come okay. to you, Anna, and I say, look, I want to buy a house in auction. Okay. Where where do I start? Where do I uh, find these auctions, and where do I find the properties? So basically, you can go on Rightmove. It's probably the I mean, you can go on Rightmove, Zipla, wherever you want to go. But Rightmove is kind of the biggest platform, and you can literally you can search for the area that you're looking in, put any filtering in that you need, mm -hmm. like beds, price, what have you. Um, and then there's a filter where it says must have and you can click auction and basically bring up all the auction properties. So you go through the auction properties. If you find a property that you want to, so let's focus on the traditional auctions first, which is where you go in person and you bid in person, like the more homes under the hammer kind of properties. Uh -huh. So if you find a property that you like, in the listing, they very often put the full address, which is massively helpful. I wish all properties had that. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise yeah. I have to become like an online sleuth to find out what the <laughs> full address is. Zooming in on Google Maps. Is that <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, and they will also give all the information usually in the information about the property. So they will say when the auction is, they'll talk about what the admin fee is, you know, about the auction packs, when the, do I say when the auction is? They, they'll cover everything basically. Yeah. Um, but basically if you found a property that you like, that you're like, right, I wanna go to auction, say you're a cash buyer just for, you know, sake yep. of arguments. Um, so you know you've got, I don't know, 100 grand in the bank. Um, probably the first thing to note is that they have a guide price. The guide price is rarely what the property goes for, like or rarely what they even think it'll go for. It's usually, um, the price it goes for is usually 10% higher. Um, in this market, I would argue possibly more, um, but just be aware that they, they do it slightly cheaper to encourage people to bid. And again, it's that thing of thinking that they might get a little bargain, but remember that it's unlikely to go for that. It'll probably be you know at least 10% higher. So if your budget's 100 grand, don't look for 100 grand properties, look for like 90 grand properties or sure. cheaper. <laughs> but you never know, you might get a good a, a good bargain. So basically you found your property, it's in your budget, you've realized the price, you know, the, it's the guide price. You can then download what's called the auction pack. So you can, it's usually you go to the um, auction website and then can download the pack. I think sometimes, you, I imagine sometimes you have to speak to the, you know, cause I've noticed there was um, a property I was looking at, they didn't offer the auction pack. So sometimes you might have to contact them directly. But in this day and age, they should be doing auction packs online. So you can download the auction pack. You can look through it yourself. The auction pack basically contains the searches and the memorandum of sale and things like that. So basically everything that you would normally need to, if you had an offer accepted non-auction, you get the memorandum of sale and there's certain searches and stuff that you have to do. So it's kind of giving you as much as you can 
before you actually exchange effectively. So you have the auction pack. So what you would normally do is you'd send the auction pack to a solicitor and the, the conveyancing comes in two stages. It comes pre-auction. So it costs a few hundred pounds to send the auction pack to a solicitor and they do their basic ch- search, searches and checks. And they let you know if there's any, any red flags effectively. You don't have to, by the way, but obviously it's highly recommended. Yes. Um, and obviously if you don't win the auction, that's money out of your pocket. So you could, like I said, you don't have to do it. I personally would. You know, I, I would only bid on properties that I was really serious about and I would definitely do the pre-auction, you know, uh, conveyancing. So you have your solicitor check and they will then tell you, yes, you know, if there's any issues that you need to know about. And then on day of auction, and actually, I will just say at this point, if you're using bridging, you need to speak to the bridging company, get all the... So bridging, I guess, just in case people don't know, mm-hmm. is just a different form of finance to mortgages. It's much quicker. It's much more expensive, but it's um, a much faster uh, source of lending. So it's appropriate for um, auction properties. Okay. So you'd speak to a bridging company um, and basically they'll tell you, set everything up beforehand. So And they might they probably need to do evaluation beforehand so that they're happy to lend, you know, um, on the property. And then, so when you go to day of auction, you've kind of, you've got the conveyancing done effectively beforehand. Uh, you've got the lending set up, or if you're using cash, you've got the cash, you know, you know how much you can spend. Um, and then you go to day of auction and then you, uh, register when you arrive, you need to register, make sure you get there in plenty of time and all that, all that malarkey, <laughs> but you register with them. You have to take ID, you have to take, uh, and in fact, check with the auction house beforehand just make sure that they don't have anything weird and wonderful sometimes they don't that it's done excuse me sometimes they're like uh because you can normally do like a proxy vote at proxy bid so you don't have to be there in person things like that um but some but so check with the auction house because actually some are like no you have to come in person so there might be weird not weird there might be slight nuances so read the information, check with the auction house. But basically you go, you register with them, you take two forms of ID usually, they'll tell you what you need. But normally it's a proof of name, proof of address. Um, and then you, uh, yeah, I think that's, oh, and then, yeah. And then, so I think that's pretty much it. And then basically you can go and bid. So there are people there to help you if you do get scared or need some help. But basically you bid on the auction. So I think most people kind of know what the auctions are like. Yep. Just so you know, there's a reserve price. So if, for example, the guide price is 100 grand, the reserve price might be 110. So the reserve price is basically that the vendor has already said they won't accept anything below 110, for example. So they might start at, say, 100 grand, which is the guide price. The auctioneer can (laughs) put in fake bids. (laughs) This is something I I think people don't know. The, The auctioneer can, to get the momentum going, and to get the buzz going, they can put in like fake bids up to the reserve, but not including the reserve price. <laughs> so it's called, what's it called? There's a, like, it's off the chandelier or some, some weird name. Oh, okay. But if you stand at the back of the room and watch the auctioneer, you can normally tell if they're genuine bids because he'll be pointing to the person bidding. But if he's kind of throwing it out there, then sometimes it means that it's not genuine bids. Oh. But if you've got like one person bidding, for example, then having the fake second bid will get you up to the reserve price and then they can potentially do the reserve price and buy it. Otherwise, they're not going to get the op- opportunity. It's wow. not, I mean, I, I kind of, how, how I said that sounded a bit underhand, but the idea was to try and help, because imagine if you turn up and you're like, 
what was the numbers idea? Imagine you turn up and you're like, well, I'll pay 120 for this property and it starts at 100 and you're the only person bidding. You wouldn't be able to get to the reserve price for 110. No, but then that's, for me, that's like the benefit of an auction. But yeah, yeah, but, but if then... the reserve price is 110 and you've got one person that's willing to go up to 120, but it starts at 100. Yeah, Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> but like, even setting a reserve price kind of feels like, hang on a minute, ah. is, it an, is it an auction or not? It's like on eBay yeah. when you put stuff with a reserve. <laughs> you think, well, okay. Yeah, it, feels, I hear you. it feels a little bit like, oh, come on. Yeah. Why don't you just sell it on the market then if you can't? Yeah. Anyway, that's a separate, separate subject. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe the unless the guide price and reserve price are the same, I guess mm. we'd feel a bit... It depends how much you want to sell your house, really. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. But that but that's kind of how it works, anyway. Okay. Um, and then the idea being that if you meet or go above the reserve price and then you're the highest bidder, then obviously you, you win the auction. And then you go to the back of the room and you give your details. You pay normally 10% of the price that you want it for and then an admin fee for the auction house um and then you have 28 days usually sometimes it's less it can be like 14 days i think i don't think it can be any less than 14 but it can be 14 usually 28 days to complete so you exchange on the auction day so if you win an if you win the auction you go and do 10 percent. that's you exchanging you're then in a legal contract to buy the property so they can't cancel either no, the, the vendor can't, Okay. I don't think. Basically, you have a legal contract. If you win an auction, you give your 10% in your admin fee, you've then exchanged, you wow. can, you're not meant to be able to then not go ahead with it. But however, you actually can, but you get like heavy penalties, you lose sure. your 10%. There's also apparently if um, the vendor then goes on to sell it again, it sells for less, you're then liable for the difference. Oh, no. <laughs> so things like that. Perhaps, no. I thought it was really, really uncommon for people to go, why would you? Why would you go if there's any chance that you're not going to buy it? No, I don't know. But apparently, because I was chatting to someone actually the other day about this, who's one of his main strategies is buying properties cheap through solicitors, like um, probate properties, and then selling them on auction. And he said it's actually surprisingly common where people just pull out. Wow. I know, I know. Just throwing Who money knew? So Yeah, exactly. That's nice. <laughs> 10%. Like, that's a lot of money. Especially, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Exactly. You a but you can, the house, yeah. if the only way that you can pull out legitimately is if there's like, if, it, if there was misinformation or something that comes up that was kind of sure. out, you know, that kind of thing. But it's, un, it's unlikely because mm. it's all through solicitors and stuff. So that, but I is think... That yeah. So is that the traditional way you just That's explained? the traditional way. You go to an auction okay. house, you bid, you exchange on day of auction. Yeah, that's very homes under the hammer. Yes, gotcha. Basically. Um, and then you have the modern method, which is similar but different. It's more, for me, it feels more like eBay. <laughs> okay, right. Because <laughs> you, you bid from home. It's an online auction, basically. And there's there's slightly different ways that they can do it. But broadly speaking, it is a bit like eBay. So it, it's where, and you'll see them because when you go on Rightmove, I would say probably two thirds at least of properties on average across the UK are modern method of auction now. Oh, wow. And yeah. only like a third are like the traditional auctions. Um, but yeah, it's it's very different. And the, the main thing being that you don't exchange. Like, so if you, if you were to put a bid on, uh, you kind of have to go through a similar thing in the fact that you have to do like I, you know, ID checks and stuff. It's all around like anti money laundering and stuff as well. Um, but when you bid, if you win the bid, 
Um, normally they're timed auctions as well, so you know it'll a bit again like eBay. But if you win, you you don't exchange. You then have twenty eight days to exchange and twenty eight days to complete. Oh, so right, it's okay. a little bit longer, and also you're not legal because again you're not legally. You know, there must if be people, loads of cancellations on that. But, but although you don't have to give, you basically have to pay usually, well, it can be anything up to like 5% uh, with a minimum of like six grand, I think it is. So if you win a hundred grand property, for example, you don't put down the 10% deposit, but you do pay a fee to the auction house. And it's about, uh, like I said, about 5% off six grand minimum. So it would be six grand yeah so if you buy 100 if you win a 100 grand property yeah. you pay six grand so this is the strange thing you pay six grand to the auction house right and that goes on top of the price for stamp duty so when oh. you pay stamp duty it's taken as like so you have it although you've won it for 100 grand it's actually effectively 106 grand yeah yeah I see. um oh. which is a bit weird that um so way. then again like i said you've got 28 days then to exchange and then 28 days to complete but i think it's pretty similar well similar but also not similar at all but basically you go and do the viewings and whatnot and you know do all the pre-auction stuff like you do uh oh in fact would you well, no, because you would exchange after. It's one of those things, like you wouldn't, wow. I, you know, if I was going to be putting six grand down on, I'm like, I want to know, I want to oh, do yeah. all the checks before, I would do as much before as possible. Of course. So yeah, you would, you do them beforehand. Um, so it's just, in, it's just different because like the, the Bennett, the biggest benefit the, from the buyer's point of view, the modern, modern method of auction is you don't have the 28 day, you know, exchange and then 28 days, you have a bit longer. So there's a bit more breathing space. I would still use bridging, to be honest, I think it's still a little bit tight for um, mortgages. Um, so it's still going to be like a little bit more expensive, but there's a bit more wiggle room in it. Sure. That makes um, sense. But also if you're buying properties quickly, like, you know, my, uh, my bricks finances, they want properties really quickly, then actually the traditional uh, auctions are probably better for them. Yeah. It does, yeah. Well, okay, but why? So why would you? Just going back a little bit, if mm. you have a hundred grand to buy a property, mm. why why would you buy? Why would you put it all into one property when you could just split that into several deposits for four houses? Well, as in, why what would you buy a hundred grand property cash rather yeah. than four deposits? Yeah. Why would you not just leverage yourself over four houses? This is very, I don't know. <laughs> very good question yeah so that's no like, i agree so. i'm like i would I, and i say this like quite a lot on my tiktoks the 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 reasons i can think are well there's a couple of reasons one i had someone on one of my tiktok uh in fact i think it was on a live recently he said she didn't want to use mortgages um and people kind of tore her apart well not tore her apart but they were like you need to use mortgages and i was like no 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 <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't want to use mortgages she doesn't have to <laughs> some people just don't like debts so maybe they don't want to use mortgages. Um, the other thing is sometimes, um, you know, if like what came to mind then was like, I've got a client that has 200,000 pounds in the bank making no money, you know, going down in value gives me massive anxiety. <laughs> and one of the things, we, one of the options we talked about was buying one property cash because then you could, you know, go through Better auction than in the bank. Yeah. But get it in the property, then you can refinance and buy, you know, go on to buy more. So maybe it's a stepping stone. Uh, the other thing is there's actually religious reasons as well. Because um, although there are, so there's, um, 
I think it's Sharia law, I think. Apologies if I've got that horribly wrong. But basically some religions you're not allowed to pay. I think it's it's around paying interest. But you can okay. have specialist lenders where it's all done, you know, that's very, you know, respectful right. of the religion. Yeah. But maybe they, you know, maybe they just, um, you know, don't want to go down that route. Yeah, um, the other, probably the biggest reason would be for me is uh, the interest rate risk. So, um, you know, it's only because I did a TikTok, I think today on someone said, how do you pay off if you're using interest only? How do you pay down the, the loan? Yeah. And uh, and I said, and so I was talking about actually it's different from owning your own home because actually when you sell the property and then there was there was a discussion in the comments about uh, that as you get older, you can't get by step mortgages. And I said, well, actually, that's not true. Um, but I said for us, um, as we get closer to retirement age, if at some point we decide actually we just want to kick back and I don't know, travel the world or you know, whatever, we're probably going to pay down, we're probably going to sell a couple of properties and clear all the mortgages and pay down that, that mortgage to get rid of, I mean, the cost as well, like refinancing does cost money, but also just the interest rate risk. Like if, if interest rates were to go up, it'll cut into our cash flow. So potentially if people are maybe a little bit older or maybe have a you know portfolio mm -hmm. where they just don't want the interest rate risk for whatever reason. So probably those reasons. Are, are mortgages <laughs> off subject slightly here? Are interest-only repayment mortgages more expensive than capital So, it, hang on, Intra, you, you get interest-only or repayment. If you're, uh, <laughs> I know, I'm doing all of them. Okay, hang on, let me think of it. If, you're pay, if, you're, if you've got your mortgage that is interest-only mm. and you're just paying back the interest on that mortgage, yeah? Yeah. Is that more expensive than a standard mortgage? Than a, a repayment, repayment. so yeah. is it more expensive because i always wondered because i think it makes total sense to just pay the interest i i totally agree with that if mm. you can do it that with that's your strategy what benefit is that is that apart i know of course i understand the capital gain i understand all that but I, is it cheaper to have an interest only mortgage payment <laughs> i've made that real um, you know no I mean. no i'm just i'm not entirely sure i know the answer it, it kind of depends on what respect as well, because I think the interest rates are pretty similar. I think it's just how the, the lending is structured. So, yeah, with an interest only each month, you're just paying the interest. So if you ha if you get out a 100 grand mortgage for like, you know, 25 year term at the end of the 25 years, you'll still owe 100 grand. You've just over the 25 years paid the interest. I think it's um fairly, <laughs> si fairly similar. But would for... the repayment, the monthly repayments be less? Because you're not paying. Oh back. yeah, so the yeah the the monthly repayments will be dramatically less. So say you borrowed a hundred grand on an interest only mortgage. Yeah. Your each month you'd be paying like I don't know, like hundred pounds a month, say. Right. Um, as the interest, and it would be it would stay cons like pretty much consistent as a hundred pounds. You know, for sure. I mean it wouldn't be twenty five years. You'd have a fixed term of like two years or something. Mm -hmm. But with a capital repayment, you're paying. It's not quite done like this, but basically you're paying interest and then part of the original hundred grand. Yes. So it's always going to be much the repayment, the the monthly payments are going to be significantly lower. Gotcha. Using right. the interest only than the repayment mortgage. Okay, so that but is it's the... not cheaper. It's just differently no, structured. But it 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 
frees up cash flow, doesn't it? Because you're not yeah. pumping it into the capital now. You're yeah, actually, you can actually, exactly it. You're, only, you're only paying £100 a month now. It's like, okay, now I've actually got spare money to invest again. Yeah. So, okay, it's completely off subject, but it's just, <laughs> as you're talking about, I was like, oh, okay, is that why people do it? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It's, okay. Maybe we need to do, do you know what we were saying about what's on the next episode? I think we should maybe talk about mortgages because it comes up a lot. And I'm not a mortgage expert. I'm not a mortgage broker. I'm always going to say that, like talk this to a good mortgage broker. This is not financial advice. But this is not financial advice. But I can talk broadly about mortgages and particularly when it comes to buy selects and, and exactly this, like the yeah. difference between the repayment interest only, why one is more appropriate than the other and things like that. So I can talk very good. generally about Perfect. it so maybe that's the next episode that's worked out well um, <laughs> yeah. okay so like on your tiktok you're showing the the properties that were for sale on auction the, the crazy low ones or like oh five, the five thousand five, the five and ten thousand pound yeah. ones that um, yeah crazy and then you showed then you showed what they actually sold for and did you say one sold for thirty thousand yeah you? i think that was the one. 10 grands on for oh, 10, 10 grand. sold for 20 yeah okay so how do we find out because i'm fascinated by this how do i find out what stuff is sold for oh yeah do you know what i should have said you can put offers in before auction and people do they try and get a little sneaky offer in and yeah uh so you can absolutely <laughs> put an offer in. so sometimes the the can you imagine as well if you paid for the pre-auction oh, uh conveyancing that shouldn't be allowed again this is uh, yeah. all dodgy it's dodgy dealings <laughs> fake bids yeah because i said people are spending their money and if if 20 oh, people in the room <laughs> if 20 people in the room have all spent their money it should just be a fair contest yeah Not, oh yeah but this guy's come in because he likes it and he's <laughs> just undershot everybody before they yeah. also start and it doesn't exist anymore i'd be well annoyed yeah you need to you need to embody your inner Dell boy and get a bit wheeler dealer. Yeah. Oh my god. If I'm not the one doing it, I'd be really annoyed. So now I'd... But yeah, it so it does happen. Sometimes they're withdrawn. They might just well, I can't imagine they'd be withdrawn for any other reason except for they've had an offer accepted. But once they uh sometimes they don't sell and you mm. can, you know, and that was I heard a really interesting oh, I wish I could remember who it was that said it. Because it's someone else's quote. Um, oh, anyway, but someone amazing <laughs> that, yeah, I'll, I'll look into it. But basically, so I, I heard someone say that, that what they tend to do is, you know, this whole stand at the back of the room to, mm -hmm. to work out, like to be able to see where the bids are. He says that he, one of the reasons he does that is to work out what he thinks is the reserve price. Because if he can see that they're going off the chandelier, and then he thinks he, he can roughly work out the reserve price. Oh, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, but basically, he works out what he thinks the reserve price is. And then if it doesn't go, like if he, if it gets to almost and then it doesn't go, um, yeah. he go, he uses that information to go and put a bid on, basically. But basically, if they don't sell at auction, if they don't meet their reserve price, you can go and you can put an offer in afterwards. Sure. Um, and then it's a bit different because then you can be like, you can keep up, like, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. To the yeah. price you want. Um, but in terms of finding out what they've sold for, it's not always the case, but most of the time, if you go, it's particularly the auction houses, like I don't know about the modern auction, but certainly for the traditional auctions, if you use like 
the auction house or one of the big auction houses usually you can look at the catalog and they'll say in fact i put this in the tiktok didn't i you can go back to the auction catalog um on the websites of mm-hmm. whoever's selling it and they they will say usually unsold or sold for however much it was sold for okay right um so yeah i guess that's probably strategy strategy in itself to go through all the unsold ones and then put, yeah, like, yeah. And put bids in cheeky offers in mm. yeah um sorry i could just now i'm just have, I have a picture of an auction house in my mind where like everybody is just up against the back wall <laughs> yeah, yeah. in a massive line. So <laughs> yeah. Everyone's trying to look look at the back. Um, don't know. I should just do that. That's a good idea. Um, okay, so that is the the auctions. They make sense. I, I like the idea, but for me, now discussing it, <laughs> yeah. I am I am actually more put off by. Auctions. Oh really? Is it because it feels a bit underhand? Um. For me, the only benefit I can see, really, is mm. speed. I understand the speed, mm. but I think you're sacrificing a lot of a chance to waste a lot of money if people come in and do sneaky stuff. Yeah, that would annoy me if I spent a couple of grand, a grand, whatever the fees all come mm. to. It would annoy me that I spent the time to to research, yeah, the the money to get it all done just for something to go wrong by sneaky tactics. It's going to bug me forever. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the fact that if you're paying cash, you lock your money away a lot, you know, in the in the in the property. Uh, if, you're, yeah. if you're using bridging finance, you're paying a lot of money for that bridging finance. Mm. Um, and again, what if you've got your finance set up with the bridging company? You go to auction. Oh, it's gone now. What, yeah. what happens to your bridging finance? I assume you've still uh, got to pay it back. Well, you yeah, don't. You, you don't. Oh, hang on. So, yeah. I'll just to clarify. You would get everything ready. You would. Yeah. You. I mean, usually, if you're using a bridging company, they would want to go and do valuation so they know what the property is worth yeah. and stuff before. Ideally, is to get everything done so that you can get everything move at speed afterwards. But, um, but, uh, but you don't actually pull the trigger. You, you kind of get everything ready. You would have to probably pay like some kind of application fee. But you they have actually... it in principle, sort of thing. Yes, exactly. Like okay. an agreement in principle. So, so you don't. Okay. So, so you, you go back to say, yeah, didn't happen. I don't but need you, the loan. You would now. incur some costs. Yes, yeah, so there's another cost. It's another yeah. cost there. And it's I'm probably thinking... a few hundred. It's probably a few hundred pounds in total. Yeah. You also could be really. Uh, by the what's the expression by the seat of your pants or whatever it is flying by the seat of your pants flying so. by the seat of your pants and you could not do you could just because one of the one of the I'm sure they won't mind me saying <clears throat> with my bricks finance there was a property I was looking at that we found and it was going to auction in five days and um, so I that was one of the that was when I was up in Wales and um, and basically trying to get everything done in five days from going and visiting the property getting the pre-auction stuff done trying to get a survey done that was the other thing that i wanted oh, to do yeah. beforehand um it was it was very uh i can't remember my, I've, lost, I've lost i've got i've gone down a memory got- rab, like wormhole and i'm like <laughs> oh it was so much fun when i went to look at this property but um there was yeah there was just a lot i can't remember what where i was going with this but there's a lot that you do beforehand um Oh no, that was what I was going to say. So yeah, basically, I was struggling to get the pre the auction pack checks by a conveyancer mm-hmm. because they're all swamps. Like because of the stamp duty uh, holiday, they're still really really busy. I must have spoken to about twenty different conveyancers. They're all auction specialists. I probably should have said that as well. Get an auction specialist conveyancer for this. Okay. 
Um, you can get a regular, like our regular sister, like they've got three people in the office that do it, but it's an acquired taste because it's quite high pressure. So really, ideally, I would say use a, you know, an auction specialist. But when I got to the point where I just couldn't find someone to do it, I did actually eventually find someone. But when I was just giving up hope, I ended up speaking to this really, really lovely convincer. He basically talks me through the process of what to look for. And if oh, you wow. read through, and this is as an experienced property investor. Like if I think if I read a, uh, an auction pack, I think I would know enough to know if there's any really glaringly obvious red flags. Obviously not enough. There would be stuff that could slip through. But I was like, if no one else can check it, I'm going to, I will have to do, <laughs> you know. And I was going to be very clear to my bricks by that. So I'm not a qualified converter, but I've had a look through this. All. I mean, it's, it's massive documents so it would have taken ages but I was like if I can't get someone to do it I'm gonna to have to do it myself but luckily at the final hour I did manage to find someone but I was not looking forward to staying up late and reading that auction pack <laughs> but you How can you could in theory you could particularly if you're buying cash you're not going to get any you know you could Richard you could go and buy these that 30 grand property from you know why not? put it on a credit card yeah yeah why not <laughs> Well, and um, but then you could not you could read your own auction pack you know don't bother with yeah. survey <laughs> how do they do a survey though because obviously you can't get the keys to these places so is it yeah, just you an can, oh you yeah, can you sometimes can instruct, you can instruct a survey they, the survey will oh, contact okay. the estate agent the, the the estate agents are happy to give out the keys to the oh, okay. surveyors That's so they'll just go and one. do it okay. yeah oh, okay but ideally not five days before auction <laughs> That yeah. it. Again, you at the moment you're going to struggle to find a sphere that could go in, even if the auction. Because usually, something else I probably again probably should have said was normally they they list a property and the auction is in about a month's time, so there's not much time to get everything done. So really, um, you need to make friends with a conveyancer, is what you're saying. Conveyancer and a surveyor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just make friends with all the people. But that's, but that's the thing. Ideally, you'd have a survey done. Ideally, have the you know the pre-conveyancing done. You know, if you're using bridging, get everything done beforehand. But if you don't want to, if you you it, you know, if you don't want to potentially waste money, you could just do it all yourself and and hope <laughs> go on a wing and a prayer. <laughs> yeah, I don't fancy doing it myself, and I don't fancy the the stress of the pace of yeah, it. Oh no. my god! It's um, I, that's the thing. I think because I'm a very I'm a I'm a very impulsive fast person by nature so i think it suits me down to the ground particularly when i'm spending someone else's money <laughs> it's definitely easier yeah let's see when it's your turn <laughs> by the way uh, i just i feel like i want to caveat all of this with i'm giving no advice here i'm not suggesting people should go and <laughs> buy cash and not do any checks beforehand and buy 10 grand properties in like, yeah. cumbria or wherever it was hope no one samples the last 10 minutes of the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> these crazy um, people yeah. but, so again and I really do appreciate the speed of it. That is great because that is a mm. great feature of it. But I'm just, that is the only. Just, you're just not feeling it, are you? Not, not getting it. How, at all. Okay, so how's this? If you could go and get a bargain, because I do know, I had a friend who I met through the property training, and he, were, he was, I think I mentioned him to you earlier. He was the estate agent on Home Sons of the Hammer, and then he mm -hmm. went into property investing, and I got to know him that way. Um, he used to buy, I mean, this is a long time ago, he used to buy auction. He would regularly get 40% discounts through auction. Yeah, see, that that is <laughs> yeah. that is the trade-off for me. Yeah. If, if I'm not getting a bargain, if, if everything's going for over-asking price, you know, over-guide yeah. price all the time, I, yeah. I'm like, okay, so the only benefit I'm seeing is speed now. It, it's got to be price and mm. speed for me. It's like, yeah, it's 40%, 30%, 20% less, and you'll get it done in a month. <clears throat> wow, okay, that's cool. Mm. So yeah, 
You've not, I'm, I'm not sold. When okay, they do always go over, almost always over the guide price. Um, in Northampton, we just didn't buy because they they went over market value. That was a whole different thing. But yeah, yeah. I maybe I'll look into it. Maybe I, this is one of the things I should do and have a look. Um, I don't know if there'd be, I don't know if there would be any stats on it as to whether you can get. In fact, the best thing to do. Do you know the best thing to do is to put in. For these kind of questions, I will talk about this actually, for this kind of thing, because I'm like, I don't know if people can still, you know, people are getting deals. What I would do, and what I'd, I'd invite you to do, Richard, there's um there's a Facebook group, um, I'm sure I've probably mentioned to you, to you mentioned them to you before, <laughs> um, all about property on Facebook. It's, okay. I think, the largest property Facebook group there is. They're a little bit, the admins are a little bit, um, <laughs> what's the word? <laughs> <laughs> dictatorship um they're very sweet they're they're a, re- a good group it's a nice facebook group but sometimes i do find it a bit frustrating because they don't have very clear rules on what you can and can't post okay. and then stuff gets deleted and it's like well i've not broken any rules but anyway um not for me for my clients by the way um but i would post in that i'm just curious do people still buy auction and are you getting the discounts and i would put it out to the investor yeah, community and see what they're saying, whether they're and bearing in mind you're you're not going to get a definitive answer, but I'd be very curious to see yeah, if people are getting discounts. Yeah, or if that's what they're going for, are they going for discounts and speed, mm. or you know, and are you getting them? Because if it's yeah. like I said, if it's not a discount for me, it's, it's not uh, worth it's a, it. I'm no. with you. I'm so with you. I wouldn't buy. <laughs> I mean, I would never. I well, I think I said on one of the previous episodes. Like, in fact, I think it was the last episode. For me, I'm all about the discounts, not because I'm, not for no reason. It's because I ha- I, I use angel funds. Like yeah, I yeah, have to that. pay them back. Yeah. So I have to get discounts. So there's, I wouldn't, that's why we've never bought through auction. Because I was like, I'm not interested in buying anything that's even vaguely market value. So I, if we'd have gone in Northampton and there was, you know, like really good discounts, I would have, you know, gone crazy with them but they just it just didn't work for me so i'm fully i fully agree with that then there's not a discount there's no point unless of course like i said i think last week we um bought a property that we're turning into a 10 bed hmo and i paid pretty close market discount uh, market value uh, but even that then, like, that was a Freudian step. I'm like, I can't even say the word market value. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, felt it so wrong to pay market value for this property, <laughs> even though it was fine to do so because we we're going to add so much value that it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because then you can, if you can clearly see that you're going to change the whole use for it um, yeah. and you know what the next value is going to be, then that, I can understand that. And I spent two years looking for... I knew what I wanted and I spent two years trying to find this property and it came on. In fact, it came on and I looked at it and I went, oh my God, I found it. I finally found the property because it was in an Article 4 area and I knew it was going to be hard to get. I was like, I finally found it. But the dimensions weren't quite right in the kitchen. And I was like, I just need to get, and I was like, I need to go in and confirm that. And then it was taken off the market. So wow. I was trying to book a second viewing I got to take, and I was gutted. And then about a year later, it came back on again. Oh. And that that was when I was like, that. so then I was like, I'm not going to spend ages haggling the price. I just, I need this as an accepted offer. Um, so that was when I put in as closest to market value as I've ever done. And it was accepted. Oh. For, it was accepted first time as well. And I was a bit like, oh my God, I'm moving. <laughs> but I was like, no, it's <laughs> it's fine. You've got the property and it ended up being an amazing property. So yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, there we so, go. Yeah. We, so that brings us to a nice end of yes. the uh, auction story. Yes. Um, I would be fascinated to any listeners that have gone through auctions or mm. or if you've 
not really thought about auctions. How has this discussion affected your view? <laughs> oh, God, have I just put everyone off? <laughs> well, I know, because like I said, I was actually quite excited about auctions. Mm. And, and I thought, oh, this is a good idea. I actually quite like the idea of it. But like I said, now just, like I said, just discussing it openly, mm. it's definitely not for me. I don't fancy it whatsoever. Now it's actually quite interesting. I always thought I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'd bought my paddle. Oh, I haven't. I think uh, also years of watching Homes Under the Hammer might it might have maybe romanticised it a little bit. Honestly, it probably has because you know you see them bidding. You think there's about three people in the room back then, wouldn't there? Like, oh, it's, yeah. gone, it's gone to Dave down the road. Oh, yeah, he's, he's paid. <laughs> yeah. He's paid fifty percent under price. Oh, great. Uh, so I think those days are long gone. Mm. I think to be honest, we'll um, see. Well, hopefully in the next few weeks I can update you on my auction property purchases yeah definitely. Um, yeah because i'm still fairly i'm still getting off the ground with my bricks so oh my bricks finance so as they buy more properties i'll certainly let you know how i get on and if i go because i'll be i'll be doing lots of property research so i'll let you know if they're going for much more than the guide price and what compared to market value yeah. especially yeah yeah in fact that comparison of what the market value is versus the guide price is an interesting definitely yeah. an interesting um you know, a couple of figures to see where that lies mm. um because like i said guide price if it goes for close to guide price that's that's okay if it is under market value yeah it should be it should be i think that's the thing for me is what's the market value yeah what's the market value and what what does it go for so yeah. i'm interested i'm interested to see yeah it well, probably I'm... is a bit airy the other thing i would say sorry i keep thinking of all these things <laughs> the other thing i would say you're more likely to get a bargain so in northampton for example that we had one auction house everyone would go there occasionally there'd be a property that comes up that was the auction houses in london and they were the ones we were interested in so we would look at those and it's more you're more likely to get a, an offer or a deal if the auction's taking place outside of the area sure yeah because all the local investors aren't Exactly. Out, I'm not going there. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm going to do all my auction investing via via you now. I'm just yeah. going to do, you're going to be my proxy. I'm just going to watch you do it. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Like I said, that's that's loads of stuff there I've learned that I had no real idea about. So that's really yeah. good. Thank you. It's interesting. Auctions are very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, I'll um, keep you updated on my progress. Um cool. And next next week, mortgages, or should we talk something? I think mortgages more is exciting. A, I, I think mortgages are a hot topic. People always have a lot of questions. Yeah, mortgage yeah. basics. Let's talk the basics of mortgages and property investing. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea because it's the sort. I bet it's the sort of subject that everybody thinks they know. Mm. Yeah. Thing, how, <laughs> yeah, how things work. Yeah, yeah, I know how mortgages work. I've got one. I understand what it works, but yeah. how it works. But when you're actually talking about investing and why you should pick certain mortgages, that's probably mm. a good place to go. Yeah. That's the story Brilliant. of my life on TikTok. I share something and people are always like, you can't do that. And I'm like, I can. <laughs> I have. <laughs> you don't it. know what you're talking about. <laughs> Bless them. Um, so what is the best place? So if people want to get in contact and ask some questions about, about any subjects, where should they head to or what should they type in? Um, so you can go to my website, annapierce.com to find out more about me and what I offer. Uh, otherwise, all like you said, the, all the social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram is probably the best place to message me directly or through my website. Mm -hmm. Or you can email me at anna at annapierce.com. So that's P-E-A-R-C-E. -E. Um, yeah, they're the main ways. In a weird turn of events, we actually lost the last minute of the podcast recording. I don't know how. I'm not sure what's gone on there. So you've just got me now. So that is the end from Anna. So I'll say goodbye from Anna's point of view. Goodbye, everybody. You can't tell. That's perfect.
Um, so that just leaves me to say goodbye and thank you. And if you could leave a review for the show, that would be unbelievably brilliant of you. So until next week, when we're going to be talking about mortgages, take care. See you soon. Goodbye.